Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Today, we're going to talk about visualization. And this is so interesting to me because I've actually done it as far back as I can remember. And I literally mean as far back as I can remember. Because that time that I can remember clearly as a young girl is at the farm where I grew up. It's located in Zionsville, Indiana. For those of you Indiana people listening, hello. I love Indiana and I miss it every day. So I grew up on this 40 acre, what my dad called a farm because he had a Christmas tree farm. We did not have animals or anything like that, but I had this old farmhouse where I lived with my mom, my two brothers, and my dad until my parents got divorced. And those are where my earliest memories are. And what's interesting is, I don't know if it's the way my mom tucked me in bed at night or what she used to say to me, but she would always tell me, you know, certain things like, well, picture what it is that you want for your gymnastics or visualize it. I don't even know if she actually said those words way back when, but I remember laying in that bed and picturing things, picturing things before I fell asleep that I wanted to happen, picturing what I was going to wear to school in first grade the next day. And all of that was this kind of early stage in my life of being an expert visualizer. And I learned very quickly that having the ability to visualize things was so helpful for me. And it's something I do on a regular basis, but flash forward to actually publishing my book, I started taking it to a deeper level. And I also realized, which we're all gonna get into today, how my skill of visualization was way stronger than I even realized it was and how I could actually take it to the next level and how taking it to the next level would be helpful. So that is a full mouthful, but we're just going to get right into it. So there is actually a study that shows visualization is how you change your life. So in order to really decide what you want or who you are or who you want to be, it takes analyzing your thoughts, right? And sometimes we don't even actually get into that clarity or clear headspace of like, sifting through our thoughts. But what we'll start to do is focus in on something that we can't stop thinking about, right? We've all had it. Whether it is a guy or girl that you just met, you can't stop thinking about them. It's a new job opportunity you would absolutely love to have, or it's a skill you want to accomplish athletically or a lift or some type of physical achievement you want to achieve in the gym. We've all had those moments where something starts to overtake our brain, right? And whether we realize it or not, when it first starts happening, we have this kind of vision in the back of our head, repeating, replaying, and we get focused in on it. So when you can pause and say, wow, I'm thinking a lot about powerlifting or I'm thinking a lot about that job, it's a really good time. So that's the time that you should probably pause and start to practice visualizing. So visualizing 101, in my words, is personally, I like to do it in bed at night before I go to sleep. It is picturing yourself doing it in the future. So for a very another strong example from my past is cheerleading routines. So I would picture myself 
at a venue. And sometimes if you're an athlete, you kind of, you might know this, that a lot of times where you're going to be in a a high pressure situation, you actually don't know what it's going to look like because you might not know what that, if you're visiting another college to play a football game, like you might not know what their stadium looks like. Or if you're giving a speech at a hotel you've never been to, you don't know what the stage is going to look like. Or if you're meeting someone at a restaurant for a very important meeting or a first date and you've never been to that restaurant, it's actually kind of hard to picture. But I would go into my head and I'd say, okay, well, I've done a cheerleading routine before. I'm going to picture myself in my home gym where we do it. Or I'm going to picture myself on the competition mat from the last competition. And I would start as early as like, okay, I'm walking out onto the floor. The judges are looking at me. The lights are really bright. My hands are starting to get sweaty. I'm going to be in the front right corner of the mat. I'm going to start with my head down. I'm going to say my little ritualistic prayer. And then the music's going to turn on five, six, seven, eight, we go. And I would actually go through every single step, like literally steps. Cause in cheerleading it for everything to look good on a mat and for my former cheerleading friends, like I'm sure you can re- remember this. They don't want a ton of scurrying around. Everything is choreographed to a T. There are only so many steps you're supposed to even take between transitions of, or during the transitions between stunts, dances, tumbling, etc. So I would go through that two and a half minute routine step by step from every head nod, hair flip, fist to big open palm to where I would look to spot before I did a flip, etc. And what happens is I would actually be laying in bed and my body would feel like I was in that heightened state of like, I wouldn't necessarily go breathless like you do in a cheerleading routine because it's so anaerobic, but I would get into this like my heart is racing. I'm proud. I'm like, We've all been in that place where when you would do something the right way, it feels good, right? So for my former gymnast, when you land a full or full twisting back layout, for those of you non-gymnasts, and you land it and you stick it, you're like, I know how good that feels. And so for visualizing a cheerleading routine for this random example, every single trick move, whatever you want to call it during that routine, I would picture it going so perfectly that that excitement of nailing it would just build, 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 build. And I would actually be overcome with these positive emotions. And that right there was not only more motivation for me to show up at practice and do a good job or try to get that perfect routine full out under my belt before the competition, but to really like trust in myself that, hey, like I know this routine, I visualize it over and over, I know what I need to do, and I'm competent. And so what happens is your brain actually creates these new pathways to like, almost like it's already lived the experience. And if you don't believe me, think about this way. Let's say that today's Wednesday, and on Monday, you got into an argument with a friend, or they said something that really upset you. And today you have a little kind of personal time at your desk and you and you see your friend post something on Instagram and you really you realize like you guys haven't talked since she offended you or he offended you. And it just jogs your memory to like think back to like that fight. 
all of a sudden you're going to be feeling those emotions. It's going to really upset you because you've, you've been there. You, you're now bringing something from the past that you've experienced and you're actually feeling those emotions again in your body. And so your brain has this, this tied memory to that. And you could actually do that in the future too. So your brain kind of gets this thing in its head like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. I've performed. I've delivered. I've accomplished blah, blah, blah. And so it actually kind of makes you think too, like, if you really get uh, good at visualizing, you can actually think of the things that could go wrong or the things they would say. And what's interesting is as I, you know, I, I, gave, I started with the cheerleading example because not only did I do that a lot in high school and I also visualized like gymnastics routines from like age eight onward, but I started doing that with college. So in college, I would, before I'd go to bed, I would lay down and say, okay, Tomorrow morning, I have spin class in the morning. I'm going to be grabbing, you know, the, these two textbooks I need because straight from spin class, I'm going to go to my 8 a.m. From my 8 a.m., I'm going to have time to come back. Don't need my whatever it was going to be. I would actually go through my entire day so that by the time I'm in that day, it's like I've already been there and I know what I need to do. And what's really interesting about that is that you, it's really easy to stay focused because your brain's kind of already created that like, vision of like, I know what I'm doing. And so that being said, I've done the gymnastics visualizing, I've done the cheerleading visualizing, and I did the college visualizing. And when you can do that, it becomes a habit. So those are my habits there. You know, there's what it is. But this year, as you know, if you've listened to episode three, I went through or not this year, sorry, 2017, I went through some really bad gut health issues. And when those were happening, I had to work with a work on my anxiety and I was working on kind of my holistic health from all angles possible. And one of those angles while I was healing my gut was to really quiet my mind, work on meditation, work on being present, work on self-awareness, really take a second to notice what habits of mine were pretty damn bad and how I could improve them. And one of the things that I started doing, the Late 2017, early 2018 was meditating, but not just like I could just sit down and be Zen. Like I had to start laying in bed at night is the best time I started doing it. And I actually did guided meditations on the app called Move With. And one of the classes that I took by Jeremy was called Manifest Anything. And, you know, I had read enough about manifesting that it piqued my interest. And I also had a lot of things I wanted to manifest. And so, and I'm just going to share mine with you because again, that's me speaking it to the universe, right? I'm still really young. I have a lot I want to do. Might as well share with you some of my aim. So I went through this meditation and they, they start by having you check in with your body. Like how do your feet feel? Like how do your knees feel? How do your hips feel? How does your belly feel? And you kind of go through this whole stage of just physical awareness to remind you that you know, you are in your own body. You are here in this moment. And they'll even say like, picture yourself a fly on the wall looking at yourself. Where are you in the room? Like, are you on the floor? Are you sitting up? Where's your apartment on this earth? Like, it's a really interesting way to just find yourself in the real present moment. Then it starts to ask you questions or Jeremy starts to ask you questions like, what is it that you're focused on? Like, what do you want? want? So at the time I had published my book and I did not publish it in probably the best way possible to this day. I'll always be proud of getting it out there, getting it done and thankful for all the support that I gained. But I didn't have a big powerhouse publisher. And 
I really wanted to, as I followed a bunch of authors online who were doing book tours and new uh, interviews on the news and all this stuff, I said to myself, you know, I really want to talk about my novel and I want to be on a talk show. And for whatever reason, I pictured Megan Kelly. So I've got this visualization in my head and this is someplace I've never been. I've never been on a talk show. I've never been in a serious interview. I've never talked to anyone important about my book at all. So all of a sudden, Jeremy has helped me find this image in my head that I've literally never seen before. I've clearly thought about it subconsciously because I was able to pull from my subconscious thoughts to say, hey, you know, I think I think this is what I, I'm after, right? So here we are. I'm on the stage with Megan Kelly and I have my book. That's kind of all I could see. And he really helps you go through a new framework. Uh, for me, it was like taking my skill of visualizing to the next level. And he starts to ask you like, what do you see around you? And based on what you're seeing, how are you feeling? So I'm like, okay, I'm on the stage. I see these people. I'm kind of in shock, but I'm ready to be myself. And that makes me feel really good. Or I'm really proud in this moment. And I want to tell her how thankful I am to be there. Then he's like, so what are you hearing around you? And what is this person that's in front of you or this event that's happening? How is it engaging with you? So then I start to picture Megan Kelly asking me questions and like, he's like, how is this making you feel? He keeps asking me like, what are your emotions in this moment? And this is the crazy part. I literally started crying in my bedroom in Cambridge, Massachusetts <laughs> in the middle of a workday while lying on my back, listening to the Move With app, right? It was awesome. It was so freaking awesome because feeling those emotions, it was like it really happened. And 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 understanding, unlocking those emotions for me was like, whoa, I didn't even know that those powerful emotions lived in me. And so this kind of tells me that number one, I really want to spread my message of inspiring other people to believe in themselves. I really think that young girls should read my book, Dare to Move, because we've all been a young 20-something that's like, just feels like you've been put through the ringer. You don't know what you're doing. You're chasing love. You're following your heart. You're listening to your gut. You're still doing things wrong. I mean, I just thought, okay, I'm not going to give up on this. That's all I needed to hang on to was that vision, that dream, that goal. And just so we're all clear here, I've never met Megan Kelly. I've never been on a talk show. And I still hope that someday I will. And who knows? It might not be with Dare to Move. It might be with my second book, Cold Calling the Universe. But that has to be finished first. So anyway, the reason I, I feel like it really helped me take my visualization to the second level is because I had spent you know 25 years of my life visualizing like the steps, right? I wake up, I make my coffee, like I'm going to need to grab two textbooks. I'm going to need to get my spinning clothes out and ready to go. I'm going to need to meet this person for lunch. And I kind of always go through the steps, the steps, the steps with a cheerleading routine. We do this stunt. We do this move. We do this hair flip. We do this. And it's all like technical for me. And it's all very planned out. And if you know me, you know, I'm not that organized, but as far as getting stuff done, there's always, there's always a list for me. There's always steps, right? So this meditative exercise for me allowed me to start to teach my brain how to not only visualize things, but to attach emotion to it and to go a little deeper and almost add a layer onto this visualization exercise. Because for me, 
like we talked about in the manifesting episode, it's one thing to have thoughts in, you know, deep down, subconscious thoughts, conscious thoughts about what's going on, what you want, kind of like, oh, I want to do this, or I'm going to go here today, or I'm going to go shopping today, or I'm going to do this workout today. But like we talked about in manifesting, where you really have to sit down with your inner rock star and say, like, what do we want? Like, what is all this adding up to? Then it really takes visualizing that for it to come true. And I'm not going to lie to you, sometimes when you manifest, it doesn't end up exactly like you pictured it, but sometimes it does. And it's really, really freaking true. It's crazy. And so I would say that when you visualize, it can start off as something really personal. And a really personal example is I like to say that I manifested Jeff. And the reason I say that is because there was a time that I felt very desperate, very single, and very frustrated. And I just thought to myself, I want a partner. So I'm going to just do a little exercise here. I'm going to visualize someone that I want. So I visualized him. I visualized someone who was outdoorsy for whatever reason. I pictured like fishing. And I want someone who's got a little bit longer hair. I want them to be really nice. I want them to be really patient. I want them to be like in love with their family and in love with their work. And I just said this little prayer. I was like, whoever's out there right now, if you are struggling, I want you to have a better day. If you're having a good day, you know, I want to give you a hug and congratulate you. And I just kind of sent that out to the universe. And <laughs> like, it's that kind of crazy because I remember when I did that and it turns out that the day or like the week-ish that I've kind of pinpointed, Jeff was actually really sick and like needed all the positive vibes that he could get. And so it's just, it's interesting that like I took that, that was the first time I would say in my life I did the visualization and I did add some emotions because I pictured what it would be like to be with someone who is all the things that I want. I pictured how it would feel to hug them. I pictured how it would feel to have a morning together. And so I'm not saying that you can just, you know, visualize a Ferrari and it'll show up out in your garage by any means, but it has a lot, the visualization has to do a lot with what you're, what you already have going on. So let's, I'm just going to talk to those of you out here who's never done a visualization exercise. And even for those of you listening who have done a visualization exercise, let's kind of start from scratch and see if there's anything I'm about to say that you can apply to what you already do. All right. So Let's use Jeff as an example since he's top of mind. Jeff is a portfolio manager. He works downtown. He walks to work every day. He sits at a desk, you know, from 8 to 4:30 and he gets up to do coffee. Like he's, you know, got a pretty solid routine and lifestyle. But he is a hunter. That's his passion in life. And he loves hunting, he loves being outside. So I guarantee you that, and, and for you right now, let's picture the thing that you love. Let's say it, whether it's cheerleading, gymnastics, because I've already used those examples, it's baking, it's building an Instagram following, it's building your business, it's hiring someone, whatever it is. Like Jeff probably spends most of his 30-minute walk to work thinking about hunting, thinking about the tools he wants to buy or the area in which he wants to hunt or the tree stand that he needs to get to accomplish the job or the cooler he needs to pack to bring to wherever he's hunting or the clothes he needs to wash uh, in order to be sent free for the deers. Wow, I'm just giving you a little lesson on hunting here. What are the things that preoccupy your, your mind? 
with the thing that you're after. So like for me with powerlifting, I have to think about when can I get in my big three lifts? I'm constantly thinking about like, have I recovered enough? Do I have my weightlifting belt? You know, is the gym going to be crowded at this time? Whatever. So those are all your subconscious thoughts. Now, pause. Whether you want to sit down, you want to lay in bed tonight and do this, start to think about what all these actions are actually saying. And if they're saying like, you know, I really want this. Like Jeff really wants to get a big animal and accomplish that. You, I might really want to get a 300 pound deadlift. You might really want to become a famous chef. So based on all these little tidbits of things that you're preoccupying, can you build the perfect scenario in your life? And the reason we just went through that weird example of like, what, what are all the things that you're constantly worrying about is that, you know, nine times out of 10, the things that you're kind of preoccupied with may or may not have something to do with what you really want. So for me, like I have all these actions that have to do with powerlifting. So if I sit down and I say, okay, so most of my thoughts are surrounding powerlifting, which guys, this is just an example. Maybe this really means that my perfect situation would be doing a competition and getting that 300 pound deadlift. Cool. Cool. So now we've got that thing in our head that we're like, maybe our perfect situation of feeling, you know, good about ourselves or proud of ourselves or accomplished about ourselves has to do with this event. So let's start to picture that event. Powerlifting example. Okay. Well, I am going to need to picture the next 12 weeks of my life with extreme dedication. The next 12 weeks, I don't want to plan any trips. I don't want to you know, miss one of my three big lifting days. Okay, so I know I'm going to be dedicated to that. Let's picture the meet. And let's picture, you know, what I would bring and who would come and how that would make me feel. So now that you've kind of maybe got yourself into this situation where you're like, okay, here's what it would be, whether it's a new boyfriend, girlfriend, building, business, etc. We're here. We've arrived And there's two things you can arrive at. Number one, the actual accomplishment. So for me, it's like being on Megyn Kelly, okay? Or getting to the powerlifting meet. Then there's the other event that's like you're about to to do the thing that will be the accomplishment. So I'm standing in front of the powerlifting bar. I'm about to pick it up off the floor. I hope I'm strong enough, okay? Okay. And with the book example, for me, it would be not when I'm on Megyn Kelly, but it would be, oh my gosh, I'm about to publish this book. So your your event might be an actual physical thing that you have to go through and do, or it could be an experience that you are dying to have. So whatever it is, both things work. Sometimes it takes visualizing multiple situations that all kind of add up to one bigger thing, like me visualizing my publishing my book and then visualizing a whole separate thing of being on Megyn Kelly. But the important question is to ask yourself, how do you feel? Okay. So I'm right before the powerlifting bar. I feel nervous. I feel scared, but I I feel as if I've got this. I've got this. That's what I'm going to say to myself. I've got this. I've practiced for 12 weeks. I know what I'm capable of. I was on a strategic program. I got this. Okay. Now it's going to happen. I'm going to take my big deep breath. I'm going to come down to the bar. I'm going to brace. I'm going to push my feet through the floor. I'm going to stand up tall. I'm going to accomplish the lift. Okay, how do I feel? Why does that mean so much to me? Because here's the other thing about, here's where the visualization leads to manifesting. 
Not only did the visualization exercise get you to a place in your brain where your brain is familiar with it. Your brain is like, I've I've kind of created the framework in order to do this for you in the future. Just like when I visualize before I go to bed, my brain has now created the framework it needs to be on point the next day because it's been there. I've visualized being at spinning and eating to grab a protein shake before I go to my first class, et cetera, right? So now that your brain has the framework to do it, that's one thing. It, it's capable. It's prepared. It's primed. You hear that word a lot. It's primed. It's ready to go. Now, the emotional part is a big thing that keeps us going because when you can sit there and like I said, I cried when I did the first visualization exercise about picturing me talking to Megan Kelly about my book. When you can attach the emotions and you can literally feel them through your whole body, your your body starts to now have an emotional attachment to the future. So just like I gave you the example of when you are triggered by seeing your friend's Instagram post and you remembered the fight on Monday and you're now triggered to remember those negative feelings of the past and that pulls you back to the past. Well, if you have these really positive emotions and you're like, wow, I was so happy I cried when I gave my book to Megan Kelly on her talk show. Now, whether or not that's real, I mean, it's not real yet, but now my body, my brain, my whole soul is so connected to those emotions and the future that my brain is fully capable of doing and being there and all of that. Now there's so much greater of a chance that that's going to actually go down. It's going to happen because your body is going to crave that positive feeling. Just like we have sugar and we're like, oh, I love the taste of candy. You see candy, your brain remembers that awesome, amazing, like sugary high. You want more candy. Well, if you can feel those positive, amazing emotions that were just so powerful in your body that you crave them. It's going to help push you to keep on working on what you are after, right? And so that's how I think visualization can really lead to manifesting. And it can be something as simple as manifesting your day, right? So tomorrow, it's Thanksgiving for me. I'm pre-recording these podcasts. I want to get up on a relaxing day. I'm going to be sauteing onions to start. I'm going to be adding that to my cornbread. I'm going to be adding cream. I'm going to be adding all the good ingredients and making an amazing cornbread stuffing. I've already pictured that because I needed to go to the grocery store today and I couldn't even go to the store and figure out what I needed if I didn't picture my day the next day. So there's that immediate visualization leading to manifestation. And then there's the longer term stuff. And it is it's so interesting because when we go all the way back to square one, where you're just kind of have this crazy mind running a million different ways. If you can just take a, a, a piece of paper and write, you know, the top 10 thoughts you're having, like, okay, I really need to get a green juice today. I have to find collagen today to put in my green juice. I should only have one coffee today. I'm definitely going to go to Barry's boot camp and work out. I need to call one of my girlfriends who's a spinning instructor. It's like, okay, let's let's take all those thoughts. What does that say? Does that say that you're passionate about maybe changing your body or your health in some way or breaking into the fitness space or 
consumed about your being good to your body and and these are the steps you're taking to heal your gut or whatever, like if you can write down the top 10 most common thoughts you're having, that's even just going to give you a little glimpse into like where your head's at. And sometimes we can pull from that and say, okay, so what is it that I want? And this is again, what we talked about on the manifesting episode. But once you have an idea, whether it's that you want to kill a deer like Jeff, or you want to get a big powerlifting total, or you want to publish a book, start to picture the specific event that will make you feel accomplished or that is your end goal. And when you visualize it from every detail of like what the person you're talking to is wearing or what jokes they make or how you make a joke with them to how it makes you feel, You've now created that framework in your brain so that by the time that shows up in your life, you're ready for it. You're primed. You're good to go. And that's another really cool tie into one of my favorite quotes of all time, which is you're already it before it shows up in your life. And so if you think about the fact that like I have pictured this really important meeting that I have in a month, I've been picturing that meeting. I've been picturing what I'm going to wear, how I'm going to feel, what I'm going to bring, what we're going to talk about, how long it's going to be, how I'm going to feel after the meeting. I've been picturing that for over a month. I mean, the meeting is not for another month, but I've been picturing it for at least one month. And my brain, by the time that shows up in my life, is going to be like, oh, we've been here. I know what this is going to be about. I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Like, And you have those feelings of accomplishment. And so to me today, I'm already the girl that's going to crush that meeting. I am. I'm prepared. I'm primed. I'm ready to go. I'm going to be in the zone that day because my brain has already been there. My emotional state is already connected to the feelings it's going to bring. And here's the other thing. It's not always going to go perfectly. I can't tell you yet how that meeting's officially going to go, but I can tell you that I'll be in control of how I react to it how I perceive it. And I'm not going to let the event scare me. I'm not going to let the meeting scare me. I'm going to do my absolute best to go through the framework of things I've already worked on. And like I said, it may not happen how you picture it. But if you want it to show up in your life and you take time visualizing it, speaking about it, you will manifest it. And It's just such a cool, it's something that I think I kind of did without realizing it in high school. Visualize so many things. But now as an adult, I really love attaching the emotion to it because it kind of gives you your bigger why. And like when I found myself crying in my apartment as I visualize this, I I kind of had an aha moment. Like, wow, spreading my message means so much to me. And I had no like I knew I cared about it. I knew I wanted to accomplish it. But now I know that this deep down, it means something to me and it's pretty big. So I hope this gives you a little bit of clarity on how to visualize, maybe why it's important and how it can help you. And if you have any questions on this, feel free to shoot me a DM. I always love chatting with you guys on Instagram. And if you have any suggestions about topics you want covered, I'm really open to it. You know, I I like to 
talk about and teach my experiences in life, but there are always people out there that have totally different experiences and but maybe aren't willing to be a podcast host. So if you have something that you think would be interesting that relates to visualization or manifesting, hit me up and let's connect. And I hope to chat with you guys very soon. Have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening. These solo casts are my chance to connect with you, to act as your coach, your mentor, or give you insight on mindset tips that I've used in order to juggle many things at once. I would absolutely love to connect with you on Instagram at Garrett N. Wood is my handle. And I truly want this to be a podcast, Dare to Move Nation. And so if you are listening and you are feeling inspired, here's two things you can do today to feel like you're on it. You're on a mission. You're getting after it. Number one, wake up earlier, make a post about it, whether it's in your story or a post, like a real post, and hashtag Dare to Move. Also, try move with, get up, turn the app on, find a coach. You can work out with me. You can work out with any other coaches out there. Do a body weight workout, do an at-home workout, do a treadmill workout, move your body, change your life. And of course, tag me, tag the podcast at dare to move podcast. We want to see you moving. We want to see you making change. I have over 70 workouts you can do to my voice. So if my voice is not bothering you yet, go ahead and let me be your coach. Let me train you. Move with me and move your body to change your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram, comment, subscribe, rate us. We appreciate your help so much. And as always, dare to move. Dare to move.